Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. Folks, I was putting my eyes on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> got to get between our driving glasses and our our reading glasses. But here we are. Welcome to Think Again, our topical discussion program sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 54th year. Each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connecting to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Of course, our program is live, so you can call in. You can join our discussion. I hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. So I'm going to try to focus, you know, almost stream of, thought, stream of consciousness uh, uh, today. Otherwise, you know, prepared a a program, but there are so many things that are different tangents that we need to talk about that I'm going to kind of sort of lay out some themes for you, and I'm going to ask you all to to sort of respond uh, and give us your thoughts about these things. But last week we had a caller who asserted that President Obama had allowed a thousand Americans to die before he declared that the H1N1 virus was a pandemic requiring extraordinary measures to contain. This assertion is part of the ongoing pattern of President Trump and his supporters trying to justify their lack of competence or care by lying about what they say Obama did facing similar circumstances. Now, according to their report, they claim that uh, on February 29th, uh, in fact, there was a Facebook post on February 29th. I think that's what the caller was uh, responding to that said that President Barack Obama waited six months to call uh, swine flu an emergency after thousands died. So did a little research on this. I come across a report by Tom Kircher uh, writing for PolitiFact. Uh, his article says t- the title is President Obama declared H1N1 a public health emergency before anyone in the United States died. Uh, President uh, Donald Trump's response to the coronavirus is being defended uh, by an attack on how President Obama handled the attack or the outbreak in, uh, of N- H1N1 back in 2009. Huh? They didn't say that, though. They said, oh, no, Barack Obama you know, did worse. Uh, a flashback. Well, I'll go back. Let me not go back over that. The article was published on this uh, website called Printly, P-R-N-T-L-Y, which describes itself as a conservative news website that defends Donald Trump. The article goes on to say that it it wasn't until six months after H1N1 became a global pandemic that then-President Obama declared a public health emergency on what was already a pandemic. By that time, the disease had infected millions of Americans and more than 1,000 people uh, had died in the United States. So let's take a look at this. The H1N1 influenza virus, uh, this is in the report by uh, Kircher, Tom Kircher, uh, for PolitiFact. 
says that the H1N1 uh, uh, virus was discovered in the United States in the spring of 2009 and spread around the world. It was originally referred to as swine flu because many of the genes in the virus were similar to influenza viruses that normally occur in pigs in North America. It was serious. From April 12th of 2009 to April 10th of 2010, in the United States, there were almost 61 million cases of swine flu, 274,000 hospitalizations, and over 12,400 people uh, had died, according to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. Obama and his administration issued two emergency declarations. Obama acted before the, the pandemic was declared. Obama's acting director of Health and Human Services declared H1N1 a public health emergency on April 26, 2009. That was 14 days after the first cases of H1N1 were diagnosed in the United States. There, that was when there were only 20 cases of H1N1 and no one had died around the country, uh, or, or at least none had been confirmed. Two days later, the administration, this would have been on April 28th of 2009, two days later, the administration made an initial funding request for H1N1 to Congress. Eventually, some $7.65 billion was allocated for a vaccine and other measures. H1N1 was declared a pandemic by the World Health Organization on June 11th of 2009, almost two months after it was uh, uh, after the President Obama had already declared this to be a public health uh, emergency. In other words, the Obama administration's public health emergency declaration came uh, more than six weeks, almost seven weeks before the pandemic designation. On October 24th of 2009, six months after his administration had declared an H1N1 uh, uh, public health emergency, he also declared it a national emergency. At that point, H1N1 had claimed more than 1,000 American lives, according to the CDC. When Obama, Obama made his declaration, the New York Times reported at the time Thousands of people were lining up in cities across the country to receive vaccinations and so on. Millions of people in the United States had H1N1 uh, at that point. The core point here is that what was said by uh, the caller last week is just patently untrue. I understand the caller heard it, you know, or, or saw it in a report in the Wall Street Journal, but that doesn't make it true. The report has actually been debunked. I've given you the source uh, of where you can go. His name is Tom Kircher, K-E-R-T-S-C-H-E-R, PolitiFact, and you can look it up uh, uh, for yourself. What's the core issue that we have to address in response or, or in, in relation to this uh, 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 this virus? The first thing that we have to do is to figure out where the virus is, who has the virus, where is it pooling at, where are the, where are the places where the, the virus seems to have broken out. Once we identify where those areas are, then we can in, uh, 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 effect more efficient containment measures to keep the virus in those places, to not let it get out of those places. And then, of course, we have to mitigate the virus, which is we have to treat the people that have the virus and ensure that, you know, as few people, if and hopefully none, uh, 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 pass away as a consequence of getting the virus. 
but we have to do a, better, a, a good job first of identifying where the problem is. That requires testing. Now, the World Health Organization had tests available in early January. Uh, they gave those tests to the Chinese. The Chinese then uh, used those tests and got in front you know, on this uh, uh, th- this virus. I realize everybody wants to talk about how bad their initial response was, but they got to it a week or so after uh, this uh, disease began to reveal itself. This virus began to reveal itself in Hunan, uh, uh, China, and they jumped on it, you know, with, with both feet. In North Korea, they did the same thing. In South Korea, they did the same thing. I don't know how, how many of us realize that the same day that the United States reported its first case of uh, a coronavirus, confirmed case of coronavirus, the South Koreans had this. This is on, I think it was the 20th of January. Uh, the South Koreans confirmed their same uh, uh, situation. They had their first uh, confirmed case of corona. The South Koreans had by, I think, Wednesday of this past week, they had tested 140,000 different people uh, uh, in the, uh, uh, the country of South Korea, where we hadn't tested more than 20,000, you know, at that point. Uh, the problem is the testing itself. It appears that the Trump administration on two ends, either they didn't want testing to be done because the testing would let you know how many people had the, the virus and he felt that would be bad for his ratings or he didn't want to do the testing because you would have to buy the test. You'd have to put money up uh, uh, to pay for getting the test equipments, paying the people who do the test, uh, uh, paying the people who communicate the results of the test uh, to the public, you know, and so on. Then he didn't want to get uh, he didn't want to take on that cost. This is the same government that now is willing to put up a trillion dollars of discretionary money this year uh, to do bailouts for uh, airline industries, for uh, uh, hotels, you know, for for industries all over. Uh, people that are in the supply chains for the uh, companies that do manufacturing in the United States. They want to do all of this money for all of these people. I understand, you know, what their reasoning is, but you could have spent you know, a small fraction of that money to buy the test from the World Health Organization that had the test uh, and <laughs> gotten out in front of this thing as early as you possibly uh, possibly could. So I think I want to stop there and get John and Lockport on the phone, and then we'll start to get our conversation going. I hope Tony's okay out there. He normally calls during the course of this time period. I hope he's not uh, under the weather because of this uh, a pandemic that's going on in our country. John, how are you doing out there in, Rock- in Lockport? Hi, Nathan. Yeah, uh, you know, Trump's an idiot. You can, you know, instead of tackling head on, this thing head on, he's talking about how smart he is. His, right. His, his, he's he's a natural him. scientist. Didn't he tell you that? Right. He's here, inherited from his uncle. <laughs> yeah, uh, and his narcissist is so evident, you know, he gave himself a grade of 10 out of 10. Yep. You know, this narcissism is unbelievable. We knew about the pandemic in November, and he did nothing then. Yep. Trump dis- Trump was a disaster from the beginning, and I'll tell you what, I'll go through a whole series of things of how his 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 uh, uh, presidency was a disaster right from the beginning, and now it's it's you, you can see it. He, he uh, that tax cut was the first thing. That was right. horrible. 83% of it went to the top one-tenth of 1%. And what they did is they put it in the stock market. So you got 85% of the stock market is controlled by the top 10% in the United States. So 
most of America doesn't really profit from that. But as things went along with this, this destruction of this, uh, this drop in the stock market, all that money is gone. So Trump had to, he, he has right along, and he's still trying to cut Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security disability, lunch programs, and things like that to help pay for this. Mm-hmm. He, and he also cut regulations and staff from all these government organizations. And the biggest one was, the biggest problem was when Obama, uh, after the Ebola crisis, he, Obama set up an office in the National Security Council right. to manage global health threats like pandemics. What did Trump do in 2018, May 2018? Abolished He it. abolished it, yes. So, you know, he can say what he wants, uh, and and make all kinds of lies like he always does. But he was behind this thing, and his his very right from day one of his administration, this was he was we were headed for disaster because of all these cuts and regulations, staff, and uh, this this terrible tax cut that makes this the biggest deficit in American history. And notice that his first instinct was to find ways to take American money to bail out. Uh, various companies, but he didn't tell us, you know, remember, not not what he talked about uh, uh, yesterday, but what he talked about over a week ago, that, you know, they were going to put money up for certain businesses, but didn't tell you who the certain businesses were. He was going to put money up to bail out certain individuals, but didn't tell you who those certain individuals were. And we're supposed to just trust that he's going to make good quality decisions about who to bail out and who not to bail out. This is this is crazy. Here, here's the thing that I, I need for people, John. I need people to understand the issue. The, the reason why the stock market has been uh, collapsing, has been uh, shrinking is because you have a crisis in demand. When you have a crisis in, in demand, meaning that you don't have as many people wanting to buy as many things as they had been buying before, then you've got supply that you have made that you can't sell. And if you've got supply sitting on your shelves or in your warehouse that you can't sell, you're certainly not going to put a whole lot of money into making new supply if you can't sell the old supply. So then you start laying off people. When you start laying off people, you also lower demand. And so this begins a downward uh, spiral. Now, the only thing that's going to solve that is to increase demand again. But increasing demand by giving me another $6 that I save in my uh, FICA uh, 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 withholdings from my paycheck, if I'm not going outside, if I can't go to the, if all I can do is go to the grocery store, I can't go to, the, to, to, to uh, 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 hotels, I can't take air, uh, airplane flights, I, I, I can't uh, do a whole bunch of discretionary things, I'm not even buying Whirlpool you know, washing machines, if, I, if I'm just hunkered down at home, then you giving me more money in my check is not going to significantly increase demand. So it seems to me that what we should be working on is to solve the crisis, solve the health crisis. If you solve that, demand will come back, stocks will bounce back, and we'll be rolling along like we had been rolling along before. I don't see what's so hard to understand about this equation. Why isn't that the way that we're approaching this thing? Right, yes. I agree. So, all right, we got fo- fo- folks on the line. Let me see what their thoughts are about this. All right. 
So, yeah, we'll take Kevin before we take the break. Kevin, how you doing out there in Pendleton? Hey, yeah, what's happening, Al Nathan here? Well, just reducing my carbon footprint and my <laughs> social... <laughs> well, social, and, social, and social distance and carbon footprints and are my, two different you know, things. I, you see, as usual, you're going with your spin thing. You didn't let me finish my sentence. <laughs> I said, I am just reducing my carbon footprint and, and, and that also includes my social distancing. So I'm doing my part. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you didn't hear what I said. Social distancing and carbon social distancing and carbon footprints are two completely different things that have nothing to do with each other. Well, I'm just saying to you what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but I'm glad that you're that. I'm glad you're reducing your, your your carbon footprint and I'm glad that you're social distancing. Hey, I man, think that's all good. Hey, hey, hey dude, I'll ask you this, man. You 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 just mentioned here the World Health Organization. Yes. That we can purchase kits from them? I thought no, they were just like the a, World a, Health Organization, because mm-hmm. they're the World Health Organization, they mm-hmm. have labs that are always trying to find vaccines right. for various uh, viruses and bacterial infections that occur in society. Yeah. That's what they do. And right. when this thing broke out in China, the mm-hmm. Chinese went to the World Health Organization. The World Health Organization had uh, a test that, that would allow you to be able to see whether or not this coronavirus existed in somebody's uh, a bio stream. They sent uh, that test to China. China mm-hmm. found that the test worked, and they began right. to do that test in the populations in China. That was okay. back in November of last year. Now, mm-hmm. in January of this, right, uh, uh, January of this year, uh, mm-hmm. we found the first case. I think it was January twentieth. Uh, the first case of coronavirus in our country. What the Obama or what the Trump administration says said was, well, we had a test that the CDC had had developed, but the test didn't work. So instead of just going and buying the test from the World Health Organization or contracting with the World Health Organization so that the test could be produced in labs in the United States, they basically just sat on their hands waiting on the CDC to come up with a better test. We lost time, lost more time, and we're still losing time. This is almost nine weeks after we found out that we had corona in this country, and we still don't have significant testing supplies across the country. Our our county has, a, like I'm pretty sure, it's 919,000 plus people that live in our county. We have basically 225 uh, test kits that are available for people in this county. That's just nuts. What we should have been doing was jumping on testing people in the population, whether they showed symptoms or not. We should have been testing different groupings in the population so that we could Uh see where this thing was spreading uh, in our geography and then then contain it. This is right. not rocket science. This is right. just. The reason why I actually hear this, Alnitan, here is mm-hmm. because um, uh, you you said that uh, that that the, the Wuhu, right, World Health Organization, right. they sent the, the they sent kits to China, right? Right. So, um, because the reason why I'm asking because in in Trinidad, in the Caribbean, and in Jamaica too, I think also, um, China has just sent some kits to for testing 
too. You China know, is sending kits, kits and, and surgical masks and uh -huh. aprons and yeah. so on and respirators right. to people all over the world. They off two, offer yeah. two million of these things to the United States. Mm -hmm. Of course, right. we're so cool with Donald Trump, right. we wouldn't right. take but, it. But listen, those kits, uh, you think it's something that you think is part of that could be the stuff that they get from Wuhu or you think that that's something now the Chinese put together and they send it out? The, to, the Chinese have taken the... Uh, mm -hmm. the, the manufacturing Formula. protocol that was given to okay. them by the World Health Organization, and they right. have their own labs now right. manufacturing those kits and right. manufacturing the test equipment, or, or not only the test equipment, but the uh, protective uh, uh, clothing equipment, the masks, right. you know, and right. so on. The right. Chinese are doing that in their country. They've gotten right. enough production together mm -hmm. that they're now right. able to export that stuff to other countries they've exported this stuff to 60 countries uh, around the world they were mm -hmm. willing to export this stuff to the united states we turned them right. down when mm -hmm. when uh, we were offered the the world health organization test regimen mm -hmm. the trump administration turned them down as a consequence we now have a emerging crisis in our country that we could have gotten in front of in mid-January and or, or, or early February. We could have gotten way in front of this thing. So, Did the World Health Organization reach out to our administration and say, hey, we have this... Uh, they have done have that. They, they offer to do that already. This is not something where the World Health Organization has been brutal to the United States. The World Health mm -hmm. Organization offered to the United States. It's the Donald wow. Trump administration who refused to accept the help that was being offered to them. Kevin, I got to run. I got a hard commercial I got to take right now. So if y'all don't go away, we will sit inside of the break. Hear it. Uh, think again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. At Chili's, we know things are a little uncertain these days. We'd like to help out by waiving our delivery fees. Delivery is free, baby, free, baby, free. So you get all your Chili's favorites in your home. Or right to your car, baby, car, baby, car. There's curbside delivery, too. Just order on Chili's.com. It's super easy, two birds with one Chili's. With Chili's right to your door and no delivery fees. We've got your back, baby, back, baby, back. At Chili's.com. Delivery is free, baby, free, baby, free. Mm -hmm. Together we Chili's, oh yeah, baby, yeah. Where available, free delivery through Chili's.com, not via third-party delivery platform. Additional restrictions may apply. This is the Frost family. They live on a piece of land they call Greener Pasture, and they work on it behind the wheel of a John Deere 1 Series tractor. With its durable construction and features that hook up to dozens of attachments with ease, no job is too tough. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. All day. 
every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. Americans were scared though, I guess nearly 200 dead, 14,000 who were sick, millions, as you witnessed, who are scared right now. What do you say to Americans who are watching you right now who are scared? Uh, I say that you're a terrible reporter, that's what I say. Go ahead. I think it's a very nasty question, and I think it's a very bad signal that you're putting out to the American people. The American people are looking for answers and they're looking for hope, and you're doing sensationalism. And uh, the same with NBC and Comcast. So I don't call it. I don't call it Comcast. I call it Comcast. Let me just ask for whom you work. Let me just say something. That's really bad reporting. You're the head of the task force. Mm -hmm. You've seen the numbers. You've spoken to average Americans. You're a former governor. What do you say to Americans right now who are watching and who are scared? I would say, do not be afraid. Be vigilant. All the experts tell us that the risk of serious illness to the average American for the coronavirus is low. But we need every American to put into practice the president's coronavirus guidelines, 15 days to slow the spread. That Mike Pence actually being a public uh, a service, a public servant, you know, from... For, for most of his life, even though I'm not a fan of Mike Pence uh, uh, either, at least he understood that when somebody asks you a question about what you would say to the public that clearly is scared of what's going on here that would help them settle their nerves, that you would respond to that by saying something that would help them settle their nerves. That would be the, the logical thing that you would do. But that's not the logical thing that Donald Trump, you know, did. Uh, to call the, the the reporter a terrible person for asking a puffball question. This was an opportunity for Donald Trump to say, I feel everything the Americans are feeling, and this is a tough struggle. Right? You know, you would expect that he would respond empathetically. But instead of responding empathetically, he took it as if it was a, an attack on Donald Trump. Well, we should be realizing that Donald Trump is not a leader uh, of our people. He thinks that whatever he feels, whatever is good for him, that's what everybody else should feel, and that's what's good for the country. But let me get Frank uh, from Niagara Falls on, and I want to kind of get with him about this thing with the World Health Organization as well. Frank, how you doing out there? Well, I can't find an N95 face mask <laughs> or a, a bottle of hand sanitizer anywhere. But, you know, I'm not going to let this coronavirus coup get me down. You yeah, I, found, I found a bottle of rubbing alcohol in the back of the supply <laughs> closet. So I'm very optimistic about the future, Nathan. And, and uh, you know, all the young people and sane people talking about the reset you know, building a whole new world from the ruins of the present sick sadist establishment, corporate stock buyout, money hoarder hell. We jokingly call it democracy. And, and on a positive note, you know, moving back to Democratic primaries gives voters time to figure out that status quo Joe Biden is not the candidate we need for these troubling times. You know, hashtag where is Joe Biden? Hashtag R.I.P. Joe Biden. And and another positive note, great news about all these senators from the Intel committee. 
and their uh, <laughs> that went and sold that went and sold stocks when they realized yeah, that the market was about to crash. Unloading oh, stocks weeks before. <laughs> Who they was that? That was that was Burr. Yeah, yeah, that was Burr in North Carolina, and I think her name is Loeffler in uh, in Georgia. I mean, just as bold as you can possibly be with no conscience about it whatsoever. At the same time, they were telling everybody everything's cool, don't worry about it. They were busy selling, you know, their own stocks and whatnot to get out in front of this thing so they wouldn't lose money. Yeah, Nathan, I, you know, I, that's why I see a positive future for the USA where all the corrupt politicians and special interest lobbyists fill our private prisons across the land. <sighs> you know, and our justice system is a much better state for the establishment elite. Uh, you know, the one silver lining from the COVID-19 threat is no one wants to eat the rich anymore. Uh, on the downside, uh, pitchforks are flying off the racks. And, you know, do-it-yourself guillotine market is booming. Wow. Wow. Well, we're in the mix now. You know, this is something that we should have gotten in front of weeks ago, and we didn't. And now, you know, I heard Chuck Schumer talking about reaping the whirlwind. Well, I, I don't know what that means with the Supreme Court, but I know it means that we're reaping the whirlwind right now uh, in our country, you know, with these closings taking place all over the uh, all over the place. So I appreciate you, Frank. Thank you so much. Uh, before I get to Ron, let me just kind of lay this thing out for you again, responding to what Kevin had asked, reading from an, an article written by Charles Pierce. Why did the, Chrome, uh, the Trump administration reject the World Health Organization coronavirus? Just so uh, this is an Esquire magazine. Just so you know, Kevin, and those that are feeling what Kevin was talking about, the most consequential, quoting now, and logically inexplicable decision taken by this administration's uh, response to the corona pandemic occurred in January when German scientists developed the first test for co uh, corona. Uh, uh, virus uh, or COVID-19 and the World Health Organization offered the test to countries around the world. 60 different countries accepted the test. But one of those countries who didn't accept the test was the United States. Why the U.S. declined to, 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 to use the, the World Health Organization test even temporarily as a bridge until the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention could produce their own test remains a perplexing question and the key to the Trump administration's failure to provide enough tests to identify the coronavirus infections before they could be passed on. It sounds to me like if they could have found somebody who was a favorite sister of the, of the Trump administration who could produce the test results or produce the test, they would have done it with those people. They, were, they just didn't want to just do it with the general uh, uh, body of uh, potential uh, uh, labs that could do this. They wanted to do it with, you know, a friends and, uh, uh, and family network. That's my thought. But let me get Ron on and get his thoughts. Ron and Chitawaga, how you doing out there? Pretty good. Uh, yeah, you know. The Am I crazy? That, <laughs> what was that? Am I crazy? <laughs> no, no. Part of it is, you know, you've got these ideologues, these right-wing radical ideologues like Bannon initially, Steve Miller, 
And they, remember, WHO is essentially a creature of the United Nations and the international right. global you know, network of uh, cooperative organizations. They don't like that. I think that's as much a part of it. It's this, you know, this, uh, you know, America with a K, the UN uh, and the FEMA, and that are going to bring in uh, foreign troops and take over America kind of nonsense. This tin hat stuff that these the right wing is really into this. Yep. So I think that's part of it. And the other part of it is uh, if it comes out that there's a lot of people that have it, naturally the old Harry Truman, the buck stops here, regardless of the cause. Uh, Christ, uh, he will be uh, uh, Trump would be blamed at least in part for you know having to deal with a crisis, and they didn't want they want to kind of cover that up. Those are obviously the two reasons that I see it that that uh, uh, that they this group here, this crowd in Washington that runs it, is terrified of international organizations. And then there was a story that came out, I don't know if it's really true, that indicated that the Trump administration was willing to do a exclusive uh, production deal with a German company. Uh, why it would have been a German company, I don't know, but do an exclusive production deal with them so that they would be the ones who would manufacture the millions of test kits that needed to be produced uh, for the United States and whoever else was going to be the market. And that uh, uh, something happened with that deal. Somebody found out that that he wanted to do an exclusive thing rather than making this open for all uh, uh, labs uh, around the country that could have uh, that could have done it in, in American mean, labs that could have done uh, it. Because I hadn't heard that. You mean somebody, uh, his company would have got an exclusive deal and then, then sold it to the government or something? You know, yeah, I, I don't know if it was uh, Trump's company, but it was a German company. Uh, and Germany had come up with a test of its own early in this, this crisis. So mm. I think it was either one or more of, uh, I think it's just one of those companies and that um, Trump was willing to do a deal with them for whatever reasons. I don't know why he wanted to do a deal with just that one uh, uh, company. But yeah. that seems to be a part of this uh, uh, puzzle as to why the Trump administration didn't get really muscular really quickly when it was possible to get muscular quick, uh, quickly on uh, creating a supply of these tests, you know, the uh, chemicals you need to be able to do the um, uh, the reactions on whatever is in your swab, you know, in your nose and so on. Uh -huh. You know, they get RNA out of your nose and then they put some chemicals, you know, towards it and it says, aha, coronavirus, you know, is in, you know, this swab. You know, whatever that process is, yeah. we should have been on this, you know, in January. We should yeah, have. Yeah. Did you, speaking of this aside here, did you hear, uh, it didn't get a lot of publicity, but uh, did you hear that there's four Republican senators? I can't remember it all, but I know one of them is that clown from uh, uh, Imhoff from, was it, uh, Oklahoma, is it? I think, uh, uh, oh, Imhoff, Imhoff. Yeah. I don't know Imhoff's name. It's one of those states. James, I, James Imhoff. Oklahoma, that's yeah. What it, yeah, Matt said it was James Imhoff. Anyway, but uh, he uh, and three other Republicans were on the uh, Senate Intelligence Committee, mm -hmm. and when this stuff started to explode in the United States, just before it started to explode, uh, you, you, uh, they apparently got an intelligence, a classified intelligence briefing, and then they dumped a bunch of stock that they had. Oh, yeah, so you're talking about Burr in uh, uh, North Carolina, and uh, I forget her first name, but her last name is Loeffler, Senator Loeffler. 
in uh, in Georgia, and I think there was I, I don't remember the other uh, person. Well, Imhoff uh, and I can't remember. Yeah, Byrne, Loeffler, Imhoff. I can't remember the other one then. Right. But yeah, they supposedly and that's supposed to be uh, even per, perhaps a subject for investigation mm-hmm. uh, because you know it was just the same thing. The, the uh, Chris Collins. Obviously, the that's illegal. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what make them think? What made them think they could get away with doing something like that? Well, they figured they got uh, William Barr there to, to not to, to quash any investigation. Maybe they yep. can get away with it that way. Yep. So we are where we are. So all we can yeah. do is continue. And, and, and the worst, you know, the worst part of this whole thing for me personally, this was going to be the Yankees' year. They were going to be Astros. We know those mean old Astros were cheating. They were uh, they were they were bagging on those those trash cans. Boom, boom for off speed pitch. Boom. For a, for a fastball. This was going to be the Yankees here. Now it looks like it. Who knows if they'll ever play. <laughs> well, we're not going to see a 100,000 people in the stadium again. I think yeah, that's going to be a long that. time before we see that yep. again. All righty. All right. Thanks, Ron. So. Oh, Diane. That's the other one was. Diane Feinstein. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Uh, do we have. Uh, Let's see. Should we let's take our break and then we can get Bill on for Chitawaga. So, we, Bill, don't hold on. We're going to take our our, fir, our last break and then we'll get uh, get get you on. We we'll give you some time. So if you all stick with us, we will see you inside of the break here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332 3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Have you heard about Sildenafil, the low-cost alternative to Viagra? It's now available at both Black Rock and Brighton Eggert Pharmacies. Generic Sildenafil has the same exact active ingredient as Viagra, but it's so much cheaper. Why risk buying online when you can buy locally? Call Black Rock Pharmacy at 876-3070 or Brighton Eggert Pharmacy at 835-6778. Pick up your order in person or have it delivered or shipped. Serving the community for over 50 years. Black Rock and Brighton Eggert Pharmacies. The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE5W30. Find it at Firestone Complete Auto Care. All day. Every day, this is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt, ESPN 1520. Don't go changing to try and please me. You never let me down before. Mm -hmm. Don't imagine. 
you're too familiar And I don't see you so, you know, one of the things that we need to also get our arms around is how we feel about the idea of putting uh, another trillion dollars onto our deficit. We already have a $1.1 trillion deficit going for this year, ending September 30th. Now we're talking about putting another trillion dollars of deficit on top of that. So we'll end up with a $2 trillion deficit for the year that ends September 30th uh, of this year. Now, the, the ideation here is that we're going to bail out all of these businesses, give them money for them to be able to keep going, trust them that they're going to give that money to or a lot of that money to their employees to keep their employees' salaries going. And I understand that the idea of giving people one or two checks for $1,000 or $1,200, you know, if you're making a minimum, minimum wage salary, uh, uh, $1,000 is only three weeks worth of pay, if that. Uh, if you're making, uh, 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 well, if you give them two of these uh, uh, bailouts, you're going to be able to carry people for another six or seven weeks. If this crisis lasts longer than that, are we going to continue to keep giving people these lump sum checks? Can we afford to do this? I guarantee you what's going to happen is that by the spring of next year, the same people that were talking about doing this, that were so gung-ho about doing it, are going to be the same people that are be, be talking about taking money out of Social Security, out of Medicare, and out of Medicaid. Matt, you had a thought on that? Okay, so let me grab Bill and Chitawaga first, then we'll grab Rambo Jim. Uh, Bill and Chitawaga, how you doing out there? Hi, Nathan. Um, I was wondering if you know if there's uh, some place on the Internet or some, uh, some place that I could go that uh, has kind of a list of all the dumb things that Trump has said concerning this, like a timeline or anything like that. Because it's really hard to argue with some of these people. I, I actually have a nephew who actually thinks – Trump is doing a good job with this. Yeah, I know. People get seduced by stuff. So you could go to politifact.com. Uh, 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 You'd probably get quality information uh, from them. Um, I'm thinking I'm... I, obviously, if you just went on, type into Google uh, Trump's uh, misstatements or some phrase like all that, right. you'll see okay. all of these things coming up, you know, from... Uh, uh, from from that source, you know, uh, the problem is that Trump is allowed to be able to get so much face time on uh, t on the media that people hear him talking. And then if they don't have in their own head something that challenges the, the, the truth of what Trump is saying, they take what Trump is saying as if it's somehow reasonable or factual or the truth. Trump lies all the time. The thing that I'm trying to get people to understand, anytime Trump's lips are moving, you know for certain that Trump is lying to you. He is always lying to you. So you, just, you just have to understand that. Don't be upset about it. Just know that that's the case. We need to get different leadership. But between now and then, we've got to push our legislators to start doing the right the right kinds of things. You know for certain that you cannot beat this pandemic unless you, 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 you shrink it. You can only shrink it if you identify where the virus is and then contain it where it is and then mitigate it in those containment areas and prevent other people from picking it up. 
That's the way that they did it in in uh, South Korea, and they radically have reduced the uh, 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 the increase uh, or spread of the uh, of the virus. We have to do the same thing. This is an odd virus. This virus doesn't seem to, to operate like other viruses do. It doesn't seem to react to being in a warm environment versus a cold environment, so it's not necessarily seasonal. Uh, we don't really know how it migrates because we have people that weren't in contact with anybody who had come from any place where the virus was who still got the virus. So there must be some other transmission route that we don't, we don't really have our arms around. Um, we don't know if this thing creates immunities in you so that if you're exposed to the virus and you don't, you, you don't expire from it, you create uh, immunities in your body that are, would last you going forward, like what happens with, with the flu. That's not the case, you know, with this, this virus. So this is something that we've not seen before, and it requires a, a much more disciplined effort than the Trump administration has been making. They seem to be more concerned about how they're going to be they're going to be looked at uh, as a result of this virus rather than being concerned about how we solve the health crisis uh, in the public that we're facing. Okay. Well, thanks, Nathan. Stay well. All right. You do the same, Bill. Let me grab Rambo and get his thoughts out here. Rambo, how you doing? Good. I got good news from Governor Cuomo. What was that? That new uh, drug that they've been talking about, uh, at least on Fox News, uh, that they've been using to treat malaria for fifth, uh, for fifty right, years. Right. Yep. President Trump. He had a conversation with President Trump. Trump is sending ten thousand doses of that medication to the state of New York. Cuomo said we're going to use it as soon as we get it and our sickest people. If it works, it's a game changer. If it works, but I, I need for you to understand something, Rambo. It's worth shot, if Nathan. if if Donald Trump said that to you, the first thing you should have said to yourself is, "This is probably not true." Governor That's the first Cuomo thing. Said it. I, I'm, I'm just saying to you, the Cuomo's a liar. Listen to what I'm saying to you. A vaccine, you have to be sure that it's the not vac- a vaccine. Okay, what what is it? It's a medication. It's a cure. They have been using it for 50 years to treat malaria. And there's another one they're using in conjunction with them. They say is also very hopeful. They used it. It was originally used for the Ebola. Remember that Ebola scare? Right, right. We've there's been talking. They're using in conjunction with it. Okay. Andrew Cuomo said this now, not Trump. Ho- hold on Cuomo one second. Hold on, hold on one second. I'm just going to look something up for you real quick. So malaria, whoops, malaria. It starts maybe with a C. So I'm uh, just going to say malaria medication. Quill or something. Use for, for 50 years. Corona. No, it was been used for malaria for 50 years. I know, but if they're talking about it right now. Yeah. Here it is. Malaria, it just came up on my machine. So it says Trump uh, <laughs> Trump embraces embrace of unproven, unproven drugs to treat coronavirus virus defies science. 
Another right, right. Uh, right. Uh, there are forty people that they that they. Um, this is coming from Laura Ingram. Uh, she said forty people. Yeah, used we, it we would really, we would really. Let me tell you about one. We really, one we, we believe her, right? Yes. Now, um, she said that she's the, the the doctor that was in charge of this one case. This guy was maybe, maybe, he had approximately thirty six hours, possibly forty eight hours to live, and his doctor gave him this medication the doctor said it was almost like lazarus rising from the dead now that's coming from the doctor that, that so i'm going to read i'm going to read rambo i'm going to read something to you this is now you i hope that you would trust dr Fauci, who is the only person in the trump administration yesterday at the, at the conference. Uh, i'm just going to read to you i'm going to read to you what dr Fauci just said just a few hours ago He says, but the nation's leading infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony S. Fauci, delicately yet forcefully pushed back from the same stage, explaining that there was only anecdotal evidence that the drugs uh, chloroquine uh, may be effective. This is not something that there's 10,000 doses being given to people in uh, 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 New York State. We're not there yet. Romo they, said that. No, but I'm I'm Romo reading. To, but I'm reading. See, you can't argue with me when I'm re, I'm I'm reading what the man said. I have a quote this is not here. right. This is I'll not agree. this is not Nate here saying this. I'm reading what he I'm said. Hopeful about the drug, and that's why we'll try it here in New York as soon as we get it. Right there, you go. So he said he's hopeful. We'll try it in New York as soon as we get it. But we're not there yet. Dr. Fauci would not. They're sending it to us. That's what Cuomo said. They're sending us 10,000. You're not hearing me. The top person in the Trump administration who is the leading epidemiologist in. Trump overruled him at the press conference yesterday. All right. All right, I, I can't Trump go any further. I'm, I'm, I'm reading to you. I'm reading to you okay, what the man guys, just said Nathan, in the Trump last is, hour. Trump is Dr. Fauci's boss. The boss, he's been overruled by his okay. boss. All right. Understand? Yeah, but we, we, we're not going to go down this road. If you say that, that that's what occurred, we'll see if that's what occurred. I'm just reading to you what the person who is the source of the information, what he said in just the last hour. Right, so, and I'm telling you in the last hour what Cuomo said. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I I just looked it up, and I didn't see that. So, But it's okay. And I, Cuomo I, and Trump, you know, are working hand in glove now. Again, you know that, right? um, uh, uh, again, you know, uh, Andrew Cuomo has enough uh, tact that he would not blow off a source of uh, a resource that the that the state the people that live in the state of New York needs. So well, he's not he's not he's not he's not happens. running around you know trying to dog uh, President Trump in public when he knows he needs uh, President Trump's cooperation to deal with the issues that exist in New well, York State. Well, so point, that just shows his leadership. He's Nathan. not like Trump when a man asks him a puffball question about what he would say to people who are scared in this country because of the virus. When Trump turned on the man and called him a terrible reporter and that the man was saying something nasty for asking Trump to give his feeling about what should be what he would want to say to the American people. You know, he's not he's not that Andrew, Andrew Cuomo is not that kind of leader. Nathan, we need leadership. 
I have a friend that's a doctor. He called me last night, and this past week he's been ordering the tests. He works with Erie County. I can't say his name on the on the air for okay. obvious reasons. He called me, and he told me, and he agreed with me. He said, we're shutting this country down right now. He said, let's use this and see if it works. we got to roll the dice. That's coming from a doctor okay. that's okay. not ordering the test. You know, I, again, I just looked it up for you and that's not what's being said by Dr. Fauci in the last hour. If you say that Mario Cuomo or Andrew Cuomo and Donald Trump have overruled that I haven't seen that yet. I will look it up and I'll report back on it when we talk the next time. Okay. All right. Thanks uh, 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 Rambo. Uh, Is it uh, Mark first? Yeah, let me get Mark first then we'll get Donnie in Middleport. Mark, how you doing out there? Hey Nathan. You see what goes on here, man. You know the rumor people just just do their thing, and so how how do how do all these people that call you know all these doctors that know all these things? And, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're I, just they're they're connected. They're network people. Yeah, you know, you know it, right? it sounds like old Rambo's getting a little hysterical. Uh, you know, so we'll see. I mean, I know that there's so, been discussion about this this malaria drug. So so you you you're a boss, right? Right. So if if one of your employees, a doctor tells you that your employee is wrong, you as the employer have to listen to the doctor. Right? Exactly. No, but we have to listen to Doctor Trump. Right, because he's the natural he scientist. More than the vi- 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 virologist. Right. See, because Donald is a is is, is his, his uncle was a genius, and it passed through. His his father Fred and it and it found a way into Donald Trump and he became a, a scientific genius himself. Boy, they love the lies. <laughs> they do. They love the lies. They and the will, thing is that you're going to hear people. Those lies with right. Your fingernails. Right. And Mark, you're going to hear people in our audience who will call and they will repeat what Donald Trump and his surrogates are saying as if that's true. And then say that you're the one that has to prove that it's not true. Because Laura Ingram said it. I mean, of all people, <laughs> of all people, you're going to quote Laura Ingram. Right? That Fox News is killing this country. Yep. It is killing this country. Listen, he killed obese uh, pandemic council, called it a hoax, and because they knew it was because they knew it was coming. Now he now he can't have his Nazi rally, so he holds sycophantic dear leader pressers. Yep. He actually created death panels through his his uh, through through uh, 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 his his non-action and lies. Yep. He's created the death panels, uh, Sarah Palin. If you're listening, exactly. Trump has created them in this case. If it goes like like Italy's going, where they're rolling out the dead on flatbeds, he has created these death panels in our country. Now you're being primed for the big robbery. Where they're going to take a trillion dollars out of your pocket, and I guarantee you 80% of that money is going to go into the hands of businesses that are going to use that money to prop themselves up, but they're not going to use that money to keep wages going for their employees. You are being primed for the big robbery, and the cause is the virus. Yep. That's going to be their premise. And And the robbery has already started with these stock trades. I mean, this is just bizarre. And then the fact that you would be a U.S. senator and you sit on the Intelligence Committee and you would use and your you position. you tell all your fat cats to get their money out of the stock 
and then come on TV and reassure the American people yep. that it's a hoax, like Dear Leader has said. Yeah. Yep. You can't make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. God bless All America. Right. Thanks, Mark. All right. Talk to you soon. Let me get Donnie on from Middleport and get his thoughts. Donnie, how are you doing out there? I'm good. I'm good. I'm staying safe. <laughs> Stay inside. I have a question. <laughs> I have a question. Um, sure. Don't don't the United States between the United States can between the United States, Canada, and um, Britain. Don't they have the industrial capacity to make those tests? What are they waiting for? Well, they they have the industrial capacity to make the tests. But remember, every test that you do for a uh, a coronavirus, it has to be specific to that virus. So there are enzymes or other kind of chemicals you have to have that go into the the test kit kit packet that when you take that swab from somebody's nose and then you put this chemical on it, it gives you the right signal as to whether or not th- that particular coronavirus is in uh, the mucus of the person whose swab you, you have. So sometimes what you find is that the chemical that you're using does not give you the uh, a, an accurate read on whether or not the virus is in that swab. So apparently the World Health Organization, they had developed a test back in November and that, that they found worked every time. It was very, a very accurate test. When this thing came out in the Hunan or uh, whatever the, the province is, I think it's the Hunan uh, province in China, when it came out there, then the Chinese asked for help from the World Health, Health Organization for testing. The World right. Health Organization had a test that worked. They gave that test to the Chinese. They found the test was accurate. They gave the Chinese the ability, you know, by giving them the whatever the manufacturing protocol is, they gave them that uh, uh, authorization to use that manufacturing protocol to make the test themselves in China. So they wouldn't have to wait for the World Health Organization to make the test. And, in t- right. and, and, and you know, they just did it right there in China. China then, when this thing uh, erupted in uh, North Korea and in South Korea, China gave the test to them and gave them the ability to manufacture the test in their country. Now, mm-hmm. I'm just reading this. You know, this is what I get so irritated about. I'm reading to you not what I'm saying. I'm reading to you what they're saying in the street. They gave 60 countries these tests. And the United States was one of the countries who said, no, I don't want to test. We're going to do it our own way. Well, their own way didn't work. And that's why we're in the situation that we're in right now. So hopefully we get around to election time. People will remember this is how we got here. I have a question. Quick. Right. Real quick. Can they get anything out of Japan? I haven't heard anything in Japan. So it looks like Japan has been able to keep this thing under control. Remember, you got water between Japan and China. So as long as they're not running back and forth across the water, you know, they're probably protected, you know, over there. All right. I got to run, man. I appreciate you so much. Appreciate all of you. Please stay safe. Do the basic things. Do the sanitary things. Do the cleaning things. Do the disinfecting things. And stay away from people that you know are vulnerable and try to hunker down. Let's ride our way through this thing. We'll see you all next week here at Think Again. Think again. You 
You've been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.